0: to pcr
1: sports good evening and welcome to the pcr sports show coming to you live on pcr fm i'm dip uh, here every week six till seven p.m we're your brand new sports show we've just been on the air a few weeks uh we're the only sports show on the only radio station in peterborough we're a show by fans for fans we get uh, local uh, pl- uh, sports personnel and, and people in and fans in to talk about their sport uh, what they do and, and it's just here for you. Yeah. Keep in touch with us as well throughout the show or throughout the week. Uh, our Twitter is at sports PCR and you can find us on Facebook with PCR sports as well. Pack show tonight, uh, we're going to try and get Nilesh, our resident posh superfan, on the phone because he's uh, obviously gone to the Coventry game, away in Coventry, uh, hence why he's not in the studio with us this week. But I'm going to try and get him on the phone, get his views on the match and and what happened last week with Birmingham City as well. And special guest this evening as well, David Clark from Peterborough Town Cricket Club uh, just won their third title in a row so David's here with us tonight. Welcome David.
2: Thanks Yeah, great to be on the show. Thank you.
1: Good to good to see you here, and uh, congratulations uh, for winning the title yet again.
2: Thank you very much. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a great weekend for the club, and um, yeah, some good celebrations Saturday night. And uh, yeah, it's a shame we had to start work again on Monday. really.
1: Absolutely, I'm sure it was a great weekend. So <laughs> we're going to hear more about that really soon. So uh, stay with us. Uh, first of all, just cover off your your local headlines in in other sports. Uh, peterborough phantoms ice hockey um had a bit of a mixed start to the new season we had tom lee from from the club here a few weeks ago um and he was telling us all about the preparation of what's been going on at the club and what to expect sort of post-covid um Playing a, a cup competition before the league starts, and uh, Phantoms uh, lost 6-0 to uh, Basingstoke Bisons on Saturday, but then followed that with a 4-1 win against uh, local rivals MK Lightning in the same competition 24 hours later. Uh, it's a cup double header again this weekend, with Phantoms hosting the Bracknell Bees on Saturday at 7pm 7 7 PM at Planet Ice, and then travelling to London Raiders on Sunday and um, Kulakoff the coach admitted uh, losing 6-0 sounds is really bad but it wasn't really a a 6-0 game the goals came in bunches during mental lapses most of them in the second period Uh, on to Speedway Peterborough Panthers uh, lost uh, 51-39 to Sheffield but followed up with a fantastic 58-32 win over Kings Lynn panthers head into the playoffs in top spot which is brilliant and the next two meets are against uh, wolverhampton who have just they've just freed uh, <laughs> get my words out who have just leapfrogged uh, in the, into the semi-final and they play them away on the 27th which is on monday and then the home fixture is on 4th of october this, this monday after rob lyon said we've got a good response got, got the response we wanted we've done done it before after losing twice to bellevue we bounced back and had terrific meetings and we've done it again all together again, again tonight the character in this team has been fantastic all season and I'm proud of the way they've performed throughout the season. So good words from Bob Lyon and good luck to Panthers into the playoffs. Rugby, uh, mixed fortunes for both of our city club, main city clubs. So RUFC, we had Shane, uh, the head coach on here, Shane Manning, a few weeks ago. Uh, they've made it back-to-back wins with a superb win at Market Harbour. They were 17-0 down uh, and made a comeback to win 31-17. RUFC host Oadby, uh, on on tomorrow at uh, breton but the lions are not having such a great season they've thrashed their third consecutive defeat at lutterworth after losing 29 14 they're a man down after just eight minutes having a sending off uh, which didn't help their cause and they're, they're playing fellow strugglers market Harborough at breton tomorrow rufc sit fourth in the table while lions are 11th in the 14 team division and finally, Peterborough Sports, uh, Grant Biddle, the chairman, was with us a few weeks ago as well. They won 5-3 away against Great Wakering Rovers in the FA Cup second qualifying round and now travel to AFC Dunstable in the next round on October the 2nd. Uh, in between, they also won 3-1 against Long Buckby in the Hillier Cup first round on Tuesday and then to travel to Redditch United in the league tomorrow so good luck to peterborough sports and and all our local teams for the weekend fixtures come along so stay with us uh, we come, we've got nilesh on the phone hopefully from coventry he's out there with the posh army over 1200 fans have traveled for the game this evening which is live on sky which is a brilliant commitment we also got david clark from peterborough town Club, as i mentioned so do stay with lots coming up and uh, we'll see you in a moment german doner kebab in peterborough enjoy that delicious german donna kebab taste
0: succulent meats freshly chopped salad and vegetables signature sauces and our toasted waffle bread freshly made every time try our original german donna kebab the kcal
2: the gym box and so much more german donna kebab kebabs done right open 11 till 10 on 48 bridge street peterborough for takeaway and delivery through uber eats deliveroo and just eat our place is legendary Our
3: place is iconic. Our place is the home of the UK's original burger. Our place is Wimpy. So come on over to our place and rediscover the original Quarter Pounder with cheese, our all-day breakfasts, and the range of iconic thick shakes. All freshly prepared and served all day every day in our Westgate restaurant. Plus, for this month's special offers and to order a home delivery, search online for Wimpy
0: Peterborough. Seven through two nine, BCR FM one hundred three point two. It's a show on your radio. Random radio, random radio, random radio with DJ's G. I think he must have his tight pants on.
3: You're listening to PCR Sports.
1: Hey, welcome back to the PCR Sports Show here on PCR FM. <laughs> We've got uh, a bit of an experiment now, we've never done this before. We've got Nilesh, who's our posh super fan, who's usually in the studio with me, but we've got him on the line uh, from Coventry, he's, he's following the Blue and White Army out there watching watching the match tonight at uh, at the Rico Arena in Coventry. See if uh, Nilesh is there. Good evening, Nilesh. Hi. Yeah, hello mate, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you, sir?
3: Yeah, not too bad. Um, just... To, to, to jump in there, it looks like Johnson Clark Harris will be available tonight for Posh now. Oh, wow. Um, the, the breaking news is in the last few minutes that um, Posh have uh, appealed his suspension and okay. uh, he's available for selection tonight, is what I'm reading in the last few minutes.
1: That's great news, isn't it? Because all, all day we were thinking, yeah, the four-match ban starts today, and uh, yeah. and so obviously if they're appealing, that's going to delay things. And uh, is there a risk there that, that his ban might be extended if they, if the appeal fails?
3: Yeah, that's exactly the discussion we've just had. Actually, you know, depending on how, what, what mood the FA are in, and depending on what level the appeal is on, and what grounds um, that Posh have appealed it on, then uh, yeah, there is that potential that it could be extended. But they must be confident of it not being extended. Um, beyond beyond four matches. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a bonus um, that he's available tonight if uh, what I'm reading on um, social media is breakfast
1: this evening. Oh, it's fantastic news because, Posh, were looking light up front, obviously, with Marriott injured, Jade Jones already injured before that, yeah. um, kind of left Schmotic and, and Dembele, I guess, as the main sort of forward players. But to have clark harris you know back now that would be uh, you know fantastic really would be yeah for that's,
3: a, that's a great boost um you know certainly fun for tonight's game at least and uh we'll see how that appeal goes and uh hopefully you know whether it's stays at four or whether it's reduced there must be ground for it that Posh have thought from a legal perspective they can appeal it and um yeah yeah we'll go from there so yeah that is a welcome boost this evening literally just an hour and a half before kick kickoff
1: fantastic and it's been an eventful week at the posh this week hasn't it with with obviously the, the news about christy pym obviously Johnson Harris has Harris as we've been talking about as well and uh, it, it's never a dull moment at the posh really is it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no it never is to be honest whether it's on the pitch or off the pitch um, there's always something going on in the club but footballing wise we've had a really good week um, the, the youth team won last weekend as well posh obviously won and beat in Birmingham the under 23's won in midweek so yeah footballing wise we've had a very good week and uh, let's hope we can continue that this evening uh, away here at uh, Coventry
1: No exactly exactly and uh, how, how are you kind of feeling about the game I know last week you said Posh would win 2-0 against Birmingham they even surprised you and won 3 nil. so wh- Indeed, what are you saying yeah. this evening
3: <laughs> yeah I'm pretty confident again now actually knowing Johnson Harris is going to be available and on the assumption that he will be in that starting 11 then uh, yeah I mean we probably take a point now um, Coventry are in great form and in the, in, they're in the playoff positions at the moment and the league table so from that perspective um, you know they're in good form um, it's a difficult place for us to to get a result. We've never really got one here over the years. We've got to go back a number of years uh, since Posh actually won a game here. So, yeah, a point tonight wouldn't be a, a worst result, bearing in mind we've got two home games coming up, one on Wednesday and one next Saturday.
1: I mean, confidence will be high after that performance against Birmingham because it's arguably the best perform- performance of the season so far by Posh. So, you know, we must be quite confident going into this game.
3: Oh, very much so, yeah. But, yeah, from that performance that we had last Saturday after beating Birmingham 3-0, we actually played some really good football. Um, the application was there from the uh, start from 11, and we didn't really let Birmingham have a sniff really in that first sort of 60-65 minutes. Um, so yeah, confidence is high, but let's not get too carried away. Let's temper that slightly. You know, we are in the Championship playing against a very good Coventry side who've won all four games at home this season so far, and um, from a posh perspective, we've not picked up a point away from home yet. So yeah. <laughs> If you're a, a, a betting man, um, you'd only uh, be betting um, in Coventry's favour tonight. But at um, it's United, we've been known to cause upsets, and let's hope there's one tonight.
1: Absolutely, Posh can pull it out of the bag when the backs are against the wall. Certainly, you know, like a week like this week, when things have been challenging, you know, the squad tend to kind of come together, rally round, and and produce you know sort of sometimes produce a fantastic result or performance. Anyway, so on live on Sky tonight, obviously that that obviously tends to. To kind of drive posh as well at times and uh, under the lights and I guess the other boost this week has been the Derby County situation. Um, Unfortunately for Derby, I totally feel for all the fans, the players and the staff there in in a you know a precarious situation now with, with the finances. But from a posh perspective, having those points deducted by Derby uh, for Derby, they're on minus two now, and that that by default is. Pr- you know, brought Posh out of the relegation zone already and uh, and that could work well towards the end of the season as well.
3: Yeah, it's never nice, you know, from a footballing perspective, you know, putting rivalries aside, it's never nice to see a football club go into that situation that they have gone into now. Um, you know, it's the fans that suffer as well um, in this situation and the backroom staff. Um, it's not necessarily the players, sadly. Um, you know, they'll be looked after by the relevant
1: I think we lost Nilesh there We'll see if we can get him back That was mid-conversation He was just talking about uh, Posh And how, how they might get on this evening uh, We'll try and get him back uh, In the meantime we've got David Clark in the studio with us The the cricket captain of Peterborough Town CC Just coming back off a, a third in a row title win In the Northants Premier Division David, how does that feel?
2: Yeah, absolutely great achievement um, From everyone at the club really it was, uh, it was a really testing season for us For a number of reasons um, particularly with you know COVID um, call offs weather, I think in May we only played one game. So um, our nearest rivals actually lost three games and we went unbeaten. So to do it on the last day and do it under that pressure, it made it even more sweeter. Really, yeah,
1: brilliant. And, and it obviously of late, like with any sport, you know, we've had uh, the situation with COVID and the pandemic. I'm sure that affected the club and, and, and preparations, training. I know the squad. Had the virus hit as well, so that it must have been a completely indifferent season to previous seasons.
2: Absolutely, and we sort of had a bit of a taste of it last season with sort of playing half a season um, back in 2020, where we played obviously a handful of games, um, sort of I think it was 12 in total. But this year, this season, as you say, it was, it was very difficult, we had no real pre season training, we normally go indoors for our pre season, um, so we were sort of chucked outdoors sort of mid March. Um, I think it's the same as everyone really but it's it sort of particularly different for us because we, we always have like three or four practice games you have a really strong pre-season get all the lads together um, so that was slightly rushed this year but obviously as you say we also had a COVID off game as well we had a COVID outbreak in our squads um, when we went down to, down to Slough and playing Reading um, so that was a bit unfortunate um, but it meant we could replay the, the finding game and, and get a victory which ultimately, you know Led to us winning the league.
1: I'll say that was kind of the almost like a, a one-off playoff game that, that that effectively effectively you know clinched the title for for you, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's
2: what we said. We thought it, you know it had that sort of winner takes all feel to it. You know it was the um, Sunday in Findon, you know, all, all the sort of crowd came in and watched that game. Um, and we know they're a very good side, and um, you know they, they bat very deep and got some good bowlers. So we, we knew we had to be on the top of our game to win that game, and it was a very difficult wicket to bat on. And it actually produced a really good game of cricket, some high quality bowling, um, some skilled batting as well. It took a lot of, you know, grit, determination and good technique to get through that. And um, yeah, obviously to pull off the win there and it sort of gave us a good boost before the last sort of two or three games in the running um, and then, yeah, push on for the title. So yeah, that gave us a nice boost that we needed um, sort of two or three weeks uh, to go. That's
1: brilliant. And... and- I find and always been the kind of closest rivals in, in, in that sense uh, for the last obviously i say three titles in a row yeah. have they been the ones to kind of be or been the closest yeah champions?
2: absolutely yeah they're always up there um historically you know when the Northants premier league came into to fort sort of in the early 2000s they've won it a number of times so um they've been the sort of dominant force of Northants cricket you know along with the Northants academy until they folded um and then obviously we won it again in 2012 and did it again for, for three years up to 2014 so yeah them old Northamptonians and recently Northampton Saints who've recently dropped out of the league um, they've been the guys who've really been challenging for the title and pushing us and uh, again it was no different this year.
1: Brilliant and and to win six titles in 10 years for town that's a phenomenal achievement isn't it really and by any sporting standards you know if you talked about a football club winning the Premier League six out of 10 years or, or something like that you would it, it is a, a magnificent achievement really isn't it, when you think about
2: it yeah absolutely I think um, you know it's the highest level of club cricket we can play in and you know it's, it's really good achievement from the lads you know we're all local lads um, we rely on team spirit skill we've you know this team's been put together you know four or five it's been a, sort of in the making four or five years really this team and um you know there's no egos it's selfless um people want to win um and it's a great atmosphere it's not just in the first team; it's throughout the whole club so you know obviously our second team obviously did the treble as well so they won Northants League Division 2 so in our pyramid where we play in ECB Northants League there's 15 divisions so compromises of Premier League goes down to Division 14 um and our second team won the Division 2, so they're up into Division 1, which means that gap between the, the first and the seconds is, is very small now. So, um, you know, it's, it can only be a good thing for the club and, um, you know, getting players to the club, keeping players and, uh, yeah, and challenging for trophies. It's a, it's a great place to be, really.
1: Now, fantastic. And it sounds like what you're saying is that there seems to be like a, a really good strategy and a winning formula that... that, that envelops the whole club it's not just the first team that's successful it's, it's the success seems to be throughout the club at all levels
2: isn't it? absolutely yeah it's um, you know it's rubbed off you know especially you know on the second tier and obviously a, a couple of junior teams winning as well we've got a lot of young players coming up from the under nines under 11s going into the under 13s and there's a good crop of players there you know which looks really good for our future so yeah I mean that culture has been built um, sort of from 2011 really where we had Paul McMahon who was our sort of player coach he, he came and um, ex Cambridge captain play for nottinghamshire uh he instilled a different sort of culture and sort of an approach we've never really had to cricket before um and that sort of rubbed off on about five or six of us at the club and 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 since he's left we've all taken that on upon ourselves to sort of implement that strategy and and that culture at the club whereby you know you're all in this together we work together uh in one way and you know it's amazing what you can achieve when everyone pulls in the same direction
1: yeah no absolutely right and and just to kind of give us an idea, or all of us, the listeners and, and myself as well, give us an idea of the the size of the club. How many teams and how many levels are there? You know, what's the sort of? I guess there's a, a kind of a conveyor belt system or some sort of academy kind of setup where players eventually aim to get to the. To yeah, the first absolutely. Team.
2: It's like a pathway. So how we work is we have three Saturday teams: so uh, first, seconds, and thirds, and two Sunday teams that play in the Rutland League. Um, so our Rutland team actually won the top league in that as well on the sunday so that made it seven trophies um and then obviously we have our juniors from under well we have all-stars and dynamos which start at age five and that goes up from age group cricket from under nines 11s 13s 15s and then we have an under 19 competition as well so yeah, there's a plenty of opportunity for cricket and especially the youngsters you know on a, on a friday night at the club you'd see you know, 100 kids down at the club and you know we've had to look at ways of Managing that a little bit better for next year because there's so many numbers and you know hopefully next year we can do it over two nights and and run it that way. So it's been it's been absolutely brilliant and to see all the kids enjoying the cricket and you know we've had a few different things this year with technology and we've had our our games actually stream live on YouTube and a lot of the kids have been able to watch that and get a bit of feedback and see you know their coaches play on telly on the, on the screen, um, which has been a really good tool for us as well for you know for advertising, um, you know for feedback on play and. And having a little bit of banter for the umpires and things like that so it's been excellent really so yeah all in all um we're all very pleased and um yeah we're looking forward to our celebratory dinner
1: that sounds really good it? and i think with the pandemic it's forced a lot of sporting clubs and and you know even normal businesses to to adopt technology a bit more and and, and start to adapt to using it more and and i think you know posh introduced the iWatch system last year where you could, fans could watch the game live you said you obviously youtube with, with the cricket club as well and and I guess that's something that will stay long term, won't it, or forever? Now, it's not just because of the pandemic. I think no. that's something we can you can exploit ongoing as well. Yeah, no,
2: absolutely. It's something you know. All our home games are streamed live now, and you know you see a lot of clubs have come to us and asked us how, how you know is, what's the price and how do we go about getting this technology. And I think it's only a good thing, um, you know, making sure you, you stream the games live and. Um, yeah as you say it's there's a lot of sort of chat during the games and after the games you know about this decision or that catch or that drop um so yeah it creates a lot of talking points but yeah it's um it's been a great season and obviously you know with the with the pandemic it was tough you know we, we, a lot of our income was sort of strained and we had to do a crowdfunder at the start of the season which went really well um so all really grateful for all the businesses and all all the members really to continue paying their memberships throughout The pandemic. So, yeah, it's it's led us into a situation where, you know, we've got a strong junior set up, you know, and our short term and long term goals are well aligned, and it sort of, you know, the the club's in good hands, and um, obviously. Short-term t- success is brilliant, but also you want to plan for the future as well. And um, yeah. I think we've got that balance right.
1: So, what what are the long-term aims then? What where what direction does the club want to go in, and, and how's that going to be? So, yeah, field? I mean,
2: obviously, the, the short-term aims obviously the win, you know, play at the highest level you can, um, and win as many trophies as you can. But the long-term aims are to develop as many youngsters as we can to come up through um, our youth setup into the first team, and then our job is to make sure you know they get the opportunities to to perform move on to minor counties cricket and hopefully first class cricket so um you know in our current title winning team we've got a lot of players who've come through that setup you know got youngsters in our team karen Paul singh young leg spinner like hugely talented um who's 18 we've got sully salim um, one of our top order batsmen he's 19 they played integral parts in that team and to see those guys who you know, grew up and started when they were nine, to play in our first team and win a title was absolutely brilliant for people like me and Brian, the chairman, to see that. Um, and I think that's what it's all about. And I think it, sort of the long-term future, that's what we want to aim for, is to have, you know, that right balance of winning games, but also having the number of youngsters that come through um, the ranks, you know, they've gone through the Sunday seconds, Saturday seconds, through to the f- first team um, and perform really well. So to see those guys come to the front, you know, of the team and actually play a pivotal role, um is actually one of the great things for me as a captain to see that as well
1: yeah it sounds really good doesn't it and it's like nurturing local talent finding people locally that that you know come through the ranks like you say. And how, how, how does a club source or recruit new players is it, is it like a, a trials day or do you just have an open day where players can come along and register interest how, how, does, how does the system work
2: yeah so in, in the winter we have indoor nets so we advertise you know when it's going to start and also we have you know outdoor sessions starting in April so they're open to anyone to come along and, and try out um and obviously we do know you know the top players around in the local county setup so we'd speak to people we've got a lot, a lot of the guys we've got a lot of contacts speak to people who's doing well you know do you fancy coming to play for for peterborough you know a chance of playing in the first team in the future and things like that so um yeah there's that and you know offering the, the highest level of cricket locally really is one of the main things and um you know, we haven't really gone down the overseas route for a long time, so it's that's quite a good, you know, good for the club. But also, you know, when we have recruited an overseas player, we've made sure they're going to be top draw. So, just to mention a couple of our overseas players, we've had David Milan play for us. Obviously, England test player, uh, world number twenty, t uh, twenty player in the world. Um, Marcus Stoinis in twenty twelve was our last overseas player. So he played in twenty twelve. Sorry, David Milan played in 20, 2007 and Stoinis played in twenty twelve. Um, and obviously they've gone on to play international cricket and franchise cricket and everything else so um, that's great to see and we've also had some couple of uh, local lads like Rob Say has gone on to play for Leicestershire Um, and a few lads have played um, MCCU first class cricket as well so I think that's the aim as well getting the players to play the highest standard they can get and also get them onto that next level as well so yeah it's all part of the process I think
1: Sounds brilliant, it does, it sounds like a
2: complete really good hive of
1: activity in a positive sense going on at the club and has been for a number of years by the sound of it so yeah it sounds really good Um, thanks for a moment David Uh, time's just gone 6.32 do stay with us we'll have more from David and we'll try and get Nilesh back on the phone as well Tough times call
0: for kind measures, which is why Crosskeys Homes has set up a Be Kind Fund. The aim of this fund is to help our tenants who may be struggling with the impact of COVID-19. If you rent a property from Crosskeys Homes, our Be Kind Fund is here for you. Search online for the Crosskeys Homes Be Kind Fund. it's time to choose your perfect new symphony kitchen at KellyVision we now offer a free kitchen design and quotation service backed up by our expert installation team you can also choose your freestanding and built-in appliances in store at KellyVision from leading brands like Bosch, Neff, Siemens, Smeg, Hotpoint, Indesit and Liebherr KellyVision Broad Street Whittlesey, your award-winning independent retailer call Peterborough 208787 or visit kellyvision-peterborough.co.uk A hybrid, petrol, or diesel vehicle. How much is servicing and repair? <sighs> oh dear. If you need an option other than main dealer, contact FRM Automotive. We service and repair all makes and models and won't invalidate your manufacturer's warranty. We also provide MOT testing, brakes, clutches, tires, and aircon repair and regas. FRM Automotive, Savile Road, Peterborough. See FRMAutomotive.co.uk. Honest work at affordable prices.
1: You're listening to PCR Sports. Welcome back to the PCR Sports Show here on PCR FM, your Friday night uh, show every week. Uh, we're here 6 till 7. Uh, you can listen to us on 103. 103- 103.2 FM in the Peterborough area or ask your smart speaker to play PCR FM if you can't get it on the frequency. I think we have Nilesh back. Let's see if we can talk to him again. Hi Nilesh. Yeah, I'm
3: back here. Yeah, I'm back online. Good to have you yeah. back.
1: I don't know what happened there. Technology, yeah? So, I think we were just talking about... Um, Obviously the Birmingham game being a good performance and then carrying that on into this evening. Uh, and and just kind of getting your thoughts about the, the game ahead. There's over twelve hundred Posh fans travelled to the game, which is be a, a massive boost for the team as well. We heard earlier from you that breaking news was that Johnson Clark Harris has been made available to play because Posh are appealing his four game ban as well. So lots of positive to, to come out for this evening.
3: Yeah, indeed. And that's a great positive for the you know, the, the squad itself that's uh, that's gonna be for this evening as well so yeah it's a, it's a boost not just on the pitch but off it as well no doubt and hopefully Johnson Clark Harris can put in a performance that he did similar to last weekend against Birmingham um, I'm sure he's going to be well up for it thinking he was going to be missing tonight's game but uh, I imagine he's trained trained as he was going to play and um, hopefully that will help Berge with his selection this evening as well team will be out very shortly, no doubt, an hour before kick-off.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, how's the the buzz amongst fans there? It sounds, I can hear a lot of chatter in the background. So there's a, obviously, Yeah,
3: the, uh, there's plenty of Posh fans here, and there's plenty of Coventry fans as well. I think we should be back to right around, I think we'll get up to around the 1500 mark tonight, which is a which is a good effort on a Friday evening um, to come out um, from Posh fans. And it's, you know, it's a fairly local game, an hour and a half up the road, if that's. So, yeah, we'll be backed by a good good following tonight and hopefully the lads on the pitch will be able to perform and uh, if not if not, walk away with three points, at least let's avoid defeat first and uh, see where we go from there.
1: Excellent. And uh, as as always, your prediction for the game?
3: <laughs> um, let's see. I think we will concede tonight, unfortunately, but I'm still going to go with the 2-1 win.
1: Sounds good. And uh, Johnson Clark-Harris to score one or two?
3: Yeah, potentially he could get both of them, couldn't he? And uh, depending on how that appeal goes, um, we could go out on a high before before serving a suspension, if that's what the uh, if that's what's decreed after the appeal is heard. And that that appeal could potentially be another another week, ten days at least. And uh, bearing in mind, she has got two home games now next week uh, on Wednesday and Saturday he could be available for both of them. And then we'll go into the international break when uh, when we might know a little bit more about um, what punishment if any that he'll be
1: receiving absolutely excellent well Nilesh enjoy the game tonight Uh, I'm sure it'll be a good one and uh, I'll be watching on Sky later on as well after the show and uh, we'll have you back in the studio next week tell us all about it and uh, yeah have fun and uh, enjoy the game mate thank you take care guys see you later mate bye Bye. that was Nilesh our roving posh fan who's normally in the studio with us uh, talking about posh but he's out there uh, supporting the, the boys at Coventry this evening so Yeah, good luck to Posh, Johnson Clark-Harris, breaking news, he's available to play this evening, his four-match ban uh, not coming to effect straight away because Posh are appealing it, so he's available certainly tonight and maybe for the next couple of games while that ban is processed. Um, I'm in the studio here today with David Clark, uh, captain of the first team of the Peterborough Town Cricket Club, we've just been talking about their fantastic... Third in a row title win in the North Northants Premier Division, and uh, David's just been telling me a bit more about the club and what's been going on, what the aims are, how the clubs run, and and the structure of it and stuff. So, it obviously, I guess, they uh, bring you back into into the conversation, David. When do you start prepping for next season? Obviously, I know it sounds a bit early to talk about it, but the season's only literally a few days old since, since you finished and, and won the title and you're still probably getting over the celebrations of that but <laughs> how does the, the close season work and how does the, when does the new, new season prep start?
2: Yeah so um, obviously it's quite close to the, to the end of the season we probably meet up in the next couple of weeks have a committee meeting go through you know what happened well in the season what we could do a little bit better next season and um, yeah just have a bit of a brainstorm really uh, of the season um we'll have our agm towards the end of the year as well so that's where officers are elected um and then in january we start our pre-season program so that will be nets and then um some of the guys do some optional fitness sessions so whether that be going for a run or a gym session or something like that um yeah we sort of get back into the swing of things back in january and then sort of ramp it up until march time um and then try and get outdoors as soon as we can really um get outdoors, get um, you know, get some fielding under our belts and then get some early pre season friendlies for April. So that's normally the way we go and um, we try and get away for a tour, either Nottingham or, or York or somewhere for, for a couple of days to play some teams and um and that hopefully gets us ready for the season.
1: Yeah, that sounds that sounds really good. and so the actual season starts what starts in May, does it, normally?
2: Yeah, end of April. So probably the last weekend of April yep. after Easter. Um so yeah, we'll be obviously waiting for that date and see you know see what the fixtures are and they come out at the end of you know sort of towards the end of the year and um yeah we'll build up for that and and prep as we have done
1: brilliant and so you mentioned about going on tour and, and and is it literally like you you have overnighters and you you go go to a certain location and where you organize friendly games against the That's local right. sides and
2: Yeah yeah so what we do is we normally pick a location and we've got a number of sides we've um, played at now so we probably speak to them and see if we can arrange a friendly for the Saturday and the Sunday for against two different sides, stay over in the city we're in um, and we want to play against a side that's you know equivalent sort of ECB Premier League um, equivalent in that area so um, we have played at Kimberley um, in Nottinghamshire who, who are their champions this year in the past um, we played against York up in, you know, in Leeds as well as, as part of our tour so we find that's a really good prep for us and it sort of shows us where we're at with these top clubs. Um and you know, what we find is that, you know, a lot of clubs, you know, in the leagues don't have many pre season games and they often find themselves, you know, playing catch up from week one. So we think, you know, if we can get a few games in early on, um, get outside, get bat on ball, um, and do it that way, we find ourselves in a better position. So yeah, that's where we're right. I
1: mean, it sounds obvious, you think many clubs would do that, but again, that sounds like that Peterborough Town again a step ahead of some of the other clubs in the division by doing just doing simple things like playing a couple of friendlies and just to like I say just get the shake off the rust and get players back into the mood of playing and it's surprising that other clubs don't do it is it just availability to players that type yeah of thing? Or is it just the organisation is different at Peterborough
2: Town yeah I guess so I, I guess it's it's all about organisation and you know a lot of teams you know try and throw a, a team together at the end sort of quite late on so um, you know we try and make sure we've got a settled squad of players um, and then we can make those preparations of you know fixtures and um, you know the logistics of stuff um, before the tour and and hopefully that sort of stands us in good stead for the season really yeah yeah. no
1: absolutely and I mean I was looking at the the honours of the club earlier today just prepping for the show and, and absolutely unbelievable the amount of cups titles and not just the first team but like I say throughout the whole club you know, the, the, the earliest trophy I can find is the Jadka Cup in 1935. Now, but I know we we're discussing off air before the show. We think the club is a lot older than that, isn't it?
2: Yeah, we think so. We're trying to do a bit more digging um, this winter, but we think it's sort of towards the sort of mid to late 1800s. Um, obviously we spoke on a fair about it being based at Crawthorne Road back in the day and you know where you know Northamptonshire played a lot of their first class games so it's really interesting sort of this year we've had a lot of um, Northamptons junior games at the club so back at Bretton Gate so we've had Northamptons Academy um, their EPP squad have been down for training and some games so I think we're starting to build that link again with the county and um, obviously with the first team and second team doing really well in the leagues um, and the facilities we offer at the sports club there's no reason why that can't continue
1: yeah absolutely um, so in, in in a given season, then again, just to kind of put our listeners in the picture, and, and to me to a certain degree as well, because I'm not going to be claimed to be an absolute uh, guru on this. But how many trophies do you aim to? Did do you do you enter in any season? Obviously, is the league there, but obviously there's a number of cups as well. So how many trophies do you have a potential to win every season?
2: Um, yeah. So obviously the league is the main priority, and then we have within our Northants Premier League we have a, a 2020 Cup. Uh, which we won this year uh, and that's one of the cuts we've gone into the last four back in 2014 and played on Sky um, we also have the national 40 over competition where you play against other ECB Premier Leagues um, and that was a again we spoke off air about the 2018 High Wycombe game um, so yeah no, they're, they're great games to play and you get to play different you know Premier Leagues um, we've gone down to the home counties we've gone you know um we played in Nottinghamshire, we played in Derby. So it's great to play these other grounds and uh, you know, sometimes they don't get used to. So, um, yeah, no, it's, we, we obviously enter that competition. Um, we have a local T20, obviously the Jacob Cup, like you mentioned. Um, that didn't go ahead this year, but hopefully going forward, we might get that back. Um, we did win it in 2017, I think, or 2018. But, yeah, that's, again, it's a good local competition, but that has sort of dwindled a little bit recently. So... Um, I think it's down to the clubs locally to try and get that back up and running um, so hopefully this year we can um, drum up a bit of interest for that
1: Yeah and I'll say it's one of the low, most long-standing cup competition. and even I remember just growing up uh, while at school and, and throughout my youth you know you read the Evening Telegraph when it used to be published in Peterman and I remember the name Jade Cup in those days that you know it, it is a I say Town won it in 1935 I imagine it was around perhaps before then or certainly if even if town were the first winners of it that's a, a very long-standing competition
2: yeah absolutely that's a tradition we want to keep up and you know we're a bit disappointed it couldn't go ahead this year you know it obviously didn't last year but um yeah we we're really disappointed about that because uh, again like you say it's a really historic competition within the city um and you know it's you get the pink ball colored kit and it's great for the clubs to do that you know you can have a nice you know social night you can have the music on so hopefully this year you know with um the, way the hundreds gone and. Cricket in general being you know a really big hit in the summer. I think hopefully we can get some more clubs involved in that this year.
1: Brilliant. And who 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 would you say are the club's biggest rivals then? Who, who are local rivals or competitive rivals? Who would you say? You-
2: yeah, I mean, I think like we mentioned, Finden are probably our biggest rivals um, in the league. You know, we're always head to head with them. Um, Locally, you know, we, you know, I guess historically it's been market deeping when they've played in the South Inks League and in the Rutland League together, so probably locally market deeping. More recently, Andel. um I think they've obviously come up through the, the Northampton League pyramid and, and joined the Premier League, um, so that's quite close to us as well, so that's always quite a big game on the calendar. So, yeah, no, there's it's a few, but we don't really have big rivals, I don't think. We just sort of play each game as it comes and, uh, and see how it goes, really.
1: <laughs> you are their rivals but they're not yours kind of thing well <laughs> maybe <I don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is so right we'll be hearing more from david in a moment uh, time coming up to just go on quarter to seven you're listening listen to pcr sports and we'll be back in a moment
0: at junction 17 you'll find cars that make dreams reality Junction 17 is Peterborough's family-run garage specialising in used prestige cars from quality brands like Aston Martin and Audi, Maserati and Porsche. All of our cars come with peace-of-mind car care and depending on your circumstances, we could even offer you 0% finance on your dream prestige car. Find us on Eagle Business Park Yaxley or view, reserve or buy right now at junction17cars.co.uk Just your average night. Fraser's upstairs gaming online with his mates. Sophie's streaming her favorite tunes in her bedroom. Mum's downloading the latest drama box set. <laughs> and Dad's liking kitten videos on his phone. But this isn't your average night. Thanks to City Fibre's full fibre network, everyone's gaming, streaming and scrolling at breakneck speed. Join Peterborough's gigabit revolution today. Head to cityfibercom pcr. Ever wanted to advertise your business on the radio? Then you should consider advertising on PCRFM. It isn't as expensive as you might think. And it's a really good way to reach out to your potential customers in the Peterborough area. PCRFM broadcasts to the whole of the city and has the potential to reach over 200,000 listeners who live and work here. That's a lot of people who could be interested in your business. And all you need to do is tell them about it. We have advertising and sponsorship packages to suit every budget, with spot rates as low as £3.60. So, every time your professionally produced commercial is played on the air with PCR, it means more customers will know about your business. To find out more about advertising on the only local station in Peterborough, call the PCR sales team on Peterborough 237777 or email sales at pcrfm.co.uk.
3: You're listening to
1: PCR Sports. Welcome back to the PCR Sports Show, your Friday night uh, sports fix with the start to your sporting weekend. Every Friday, with uh, the only sports show on the only radio station in Peterborough. I'm Dipham. I'm in the studio with David Clark from Peterborough Town Cricket Club. We've just been talking about uh, the achievements of the cricket club the aims of the cricket club how it operates how it works and it's a it's a thoroughly successful cricket club you know how it's run professionally uh, the history it's got um, absolutely amazing and uh, obviously playing in the in the north Ants premier division david and how does that ra- feature amongst the pyramid of of the, of, the, of the i suppose the national game if you like
2: yeah so, <coughs> so sorry uh, yeah basically we have um there's 29 ECB Premier Leagues in the, in England um so we lie within the Northamptonshire region um so obviously that goes from you know right up north for the northeast Premier League and right down to the south for the Cornwall Premier League or the Sussex Premier League so there's 29 Premier Leagues dotted around the country because um, the sheer amount of cricket clubs within the UK it's not really feasible for a team down south to go up play up north for a six or seven hour game so the way it's formatted is that you know you play in those regions and um, And as we spoke off air, it's a little bit like, because we, uh, sorry, Peter was based in Northamptonshire historically, and I think it's from there we've always been in the Northamptons Premier League, and um, obviously Northamptons played at Crawthorn Road back in the day, so there's a little bit of history there. Um, But yeah, that's how the pyramid works, and basically it sort of um, bridges a gap between the grassroots and first-class game, Um, so hopefully you know the guys who perform well at premier league level will get recognized and get trials at counties you know for example if you do well in the northants premier league northants will be looking you know if you're performing against their top players playing in club cricket or you know get a second team game and things like that so we've had a few players who played second team fixtures um, there might be other you know counties looking at players and then obviously there's the minor county step as well so um above the ecb premier league so obviously that's recreational cricket and above that is minor counties cricket which is called national counties cricket now um so there you've got your likes of cambridgeshire so a lot of the guys at peter have gone on to play for cambridgeshire um in the minor county championship and you've got a of the likes of beds hertfordshire etc in that so there is that sort of pathway of where you want to go so hopefully we can act you know between the first class game and, and the recreational game and um you know the more players we can put forward to Cambridgeshire the more players we can put forward to Northampton seconds um, the better really and I think if we can keep doing that it will show the club's in a good place
1: Yeah no it does Sounds like it doesn't it it sounds like there's a lot of talent coming through and, and you mentioned earlier uh, you know overseas players and internationals that have, have passed through the club or have originated from the club which is again fantastic news isn't it really
2: yeah no it's brilliant you know seeing the likes of Mar- Marcus Stoinis on telly playing for Australia and you know he played his first game at Breton Gate when he played he came down he hit his first ball for six over extra cover and we knew this guy could play um, and the likes of David Milan as well. He's only a young lad when he play for us, but yeah, he got a hundred, uh, a really polished hundred in one of the games. We thought, you know, this guy's got a good work ethic. He likes practicing. You know, he's a great role model for the youngsters. So yeah, no, it's great to have those guys who, you know, we still keep in touch with them, um, speak to them, and you know, we've got some signed shirts of them up on the club and stuff like that. So that's great, and it shows. You know, it's really good for the youngsters to see that as well. It is, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. it's inspirational, isn't it, and yeah. motivating as well. Yeah, absolutely, so. yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Um, Let's talk about you kind of personally for a moment. So, um, when where how long have you been playing cricket? Then,
2: um, so I first started playing when I was at about sort of seven or eight uh, in the back garden with my dad. Um, he's bowling his leg spinners at me, and you know it's a fairly smallish garden. Um, yeah, I used to really enjoy back back garden cricket and. Um, obviously watching it on the telly, um, and then I went to because I started my cricket at Ramsey because my dad's uh, used to play at Ramsey, um, so I, I grew up there playing in their youth setup um, from age sort of eight and nine um, through to fifteen when I joined Peterborough in two thousand and four five sorry two thousand five so um, yeah that's my earliest memory of cricket and I think my first men's game was when I was about ten or eleven batting at eleven bit of fielding. Um, Didn't do much, but I was just really glad to be out there and enjoying it, really. That's
1: still a good age to play in the
2: first game. Yeah, I I think I was just making up the numbers. But, um, yeah, great fun. And I think, you know, watching on telly and obviously, 2005 for the Ashes, I think, you know, it made a lot of people want to play cricket. And, um, yeah, so that's that's been my history, really. And, obviously, I played at Ramsey, went went to Peterborough. Obviously, made my minor county's debut when I was 16. Uh, went to university in Leeds and played for Leeds Bradford MCCU which is um, one of the six academies in the UK so I got to play with some really good players and I, you know, I played against the likes of Joe Root Johnny Bairstow in our first-class fixtures. So for me, playing those fixtures was great because I get a lot of confidence and then come back to play for Peterborough and think, you know, I can do this. And so yeah, no, it's um, it's been a good journey. And you know, I wasn't quite good enough to make it as a full-time pro, but you know, I still enjoy my cricket now and um, and play play for fun really. And you know, watching others develop and and turn into top cricketers is one of you know one of the pleasing things for me.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you certainly play at a very good level, but that only shows from. You know talking about the club and what they've achieved and that so what's your kind of um I don't know, forte if you like you know are you, are you more of a batsman or are you more of a bowler or all-rounder what, what what's your kind of strength? yeah i'm just
2: a batsman so um historically been an opening batsman uh I've gone down to number three so uh yeah bat three now and basically had a knee injury in 2019 um and our wicketkeeper Chris Milner came up and opened the batting. Scored 950 runs in the league season, and he's never looked back since. So, um, yeah, he's he can continue to open the batting and do a great job. So, um, we've left him up there, and uh, he continues to perform well. So, yeah, why change it? That's brilliant. <laughs> and
1: when when did you take take over as, as captain then? When how long have you been captain in the South East side? Um, so
2: that was my sixth season. I took over it for the 2016 season. Um, so first three years was quite difficult, you know. We did, it was sort of getting get my feet on the ground, and it was a new side. It was maybe, you know, a few characters in the side, and you know, it's one of those, you know, those things I, I learned on the job. And um, you know, gradually got you know my feet into it. And um, the last few years has been great. We've had a you know a great team culture, like I say, and you know everyone's in it together. You know, it's selfless. There's no uh, egos. Everyone's in it together, and. Um, yeah, even in the second team as well, it's, they've got that same atmosphere, they've got guys coming back to the club after the games wanting to know how the ones got on, um, coming on Sundays to watch and just that little that club vibe, little things like that really build a club um, and I think we've really got that right the last few years. Yeah, yeah. no,
1: that sounds really good. and and like i say you became cap. you've been captain what six years you say and so that's quite a young age to become captain isn't it in 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 what you've been describing and and which obviously is quite an honor to captain a club at that age um and and obviously to maintain this long as well which is good yeah and and obviously long to long may continue because clearly the team is successful under your under your leadership so i mean how, how are club captains kind of nominated each season or how does it work how do, how do you kind of get yeah, the role so, if you
2: like yeah so if you want to stand for captain at the AGM you basically say at the AGM you want to stand for captain and it gets voted in so if um, the existing captain wants to carry on they'll say they want to carry on um, and then at the meeting they'll be like if anyone wants to stand for it um, part of the team wants to do it um, they can stand for it and the, I guess there's a vote but the last few season there hasn't been a vote so um, I think there's that sort of respect within the club so if for example, if you know if someone wanted to take over from me, they'd have a chat with me, we'd have a conversation, um, and that might happen, You know, that might change hands that way, You know, and at the AGM that would be announced. So yeah, it's, I think it's more of doing that offline and doing that all before the meeting really, rather than it all happening on the meeting. Um, so yeah, that's for all the positions within the club basically, so you've got things like secretary, club welfare officer, um, chairman, finance, all that kind of stuff, so that's all done at the AGM. Like many other clubs, I I presume, as well.
1: Brilliant. No, that sounds, sounds, and it sounds like it's done in a really good, sort of tasteful and and friendly way, and rather than, you know, becoming a, like I say, an excitement at the the AGM. At the AGM, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple where a few have have stood for captaincy. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, if someone wants to take over captaincy, or, you know, I feel someone can do it is sort of the next step I would you know, I'll speak to them and, and see if they wanted to do it. So yeah, I mean I don't see it being a problem and, you know, if, for example, if someone did want to do it next year I wouldn't have a problem having a chat with them and, and see if we could do that. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things you have a conversation, don't you? Yeah, you know,
1: exactly. And yeah. do you have a vice captain as well then? Yeah, I've vice so, captain so
2: Jamie is yeah. my vice captain, um and he's been vice captain for the time I've been doing it. Uh, apart from the first year where Lewis did it. So I took over Lewis Bruce, who still plays. Um they're both guys I've played with for about seventeen years now. Um, so winning the title again with them is so special. You know, playing cricket and growing up with them, and you know, being at their weddings and you know, groomsmen at their weddings and stuff like that is brilliant. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's great. And you know, all these mates are playing together, and I think the new crop are coming through now. So I mentioned Sully and KP; um, they've played together since they're eight or nine. Um, there's a number of other lads as well, and you know, younger lads who have played together for a long time. So yeah, that's the kind of atmosphere we we have really
1: brilliant now that sounds fantastic and unfortunately time has caught us up david so it's been absolutely fascinating chatting with you and getting the insight into the club insight into yourself as a person and certainly we want you to be a friend of the show and come back uh, again it's been your debut tonight but a very good (laughs) debut and uh, we want you back again uh, very soon
2: thank you Diffan, it's been a pleasure thank you very much for having me
1: thank you and thank you to those who are listening Uh, we'll be back again same time same place 6 till 7 p.m next week Uh, whatever you're doing this week sporting wise stay safe enjoy it have a great week We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye.